0: When you are dealt the chronic pain card, your senses are heightened to anyone else who is on this journey. It's not a fun one either, trying to figure out what's wrong. I read an article in our local paper about a young girl who had been severely suffering and the way she has been managing her pain. I knew I had to have a conversation with her. She's 13 years old. Her name is Kayliana Bride and she had to deal with an extraordinary, extraordinary amount of pain for a very long time. We weren't even sure that she'd be up for the interview. We record in San Diego. She lives in Temecula. Well, she came and she shared.
1: where we aren't afraid to talk about our shit. Only open-minded and honest talk. Kim Reed gets real
0: about her autoimmune struggles and other health and wellness issues we all face on a day-to-day basis. So, you know what? I didn't ask your mom if it was okay if I could really tell you the name of the show, of the podcast. It has a four-letter word. It's called Everybody Has Shit. Mm -hmm. And... It took me a while to come up with it, but then I'll tell you why. And you and I share so much in common. Um, Kayleana Um, I read about her in the Union Tribune about two or three weeks ago. And she's been struggling with fibromyalgia since she was three. Yes. And there are so many symptoms and so much of your journey resonated with me that this is the actual article and as I'm reading it, you can see I'm marking all of these points in here of your experience that I'm like, oh my God, she, you're verbalizing things that I didn't, wasn't even able to do. Yeah. So let's start with you in your journey. It began when you were three. Yes. How did it,
1: how did it manifest itself? It started coming on when I was three. I was get, I would get really bad headaches, yeah. um, stomach pain and leg pain. Um, and I'd get dizzy with the headaches, um, so we'd have to see a bunch of doctors, kind of just started with seeing my pediatrician. Um, nothing really happened, it kind of just stayed like that, we weren't sure. Um, when I went into kindergarten, I had my kinder shots, um, and that's kind of when things started going on with kinder, um. Wait, what does
0: that mean? You had your Kinder shots.
1: You have to have shots to get into Kinder. Oh, okay. Just to kind of just your regular
0: vaccinations. Mm -hmm. Okay.
1: I got a reaction. Uh, I think it was on my legs. Um, It got really, really swollen and really red, Um, and I had never gotten any reaction before. Yeah. Um, And things kind of started progressing, and I think it was around six. I started getting more sick and. My immune system crashed. They said I had mono. Um, so to build my immune system, they had to give me two shots. Um, I can't remember exactly what they were, but they were both in my leg. Um, and we were kind of hesitant because of my kinder shots. Um, I did have a reaction to them, which I've never had before. Yeah. So we were a little nervous for them. So seven days after I got the shots in my leg, I woke up and I was deaf in my left ear. And,
0: okay, so your symptoms started at three, so mm-hmm. it starts with a headache. I mean, yeah. you go to the doctor with a headache, and what do they say? They say, take a couple aspirin, and in a couple of days,
1: it'll be okay. Exactly. And even when, I mean, a three-year-old's telling you you're dizzy, so like, yeah. <laughs> it's no. hard to tell if they actually are. So you had all of these kind of
0: vague symptoms, yes. and, and it's all part of a puzzle, and they weren't able to put it together. Mm-hmm. Until when? So it's six. Yes. You. They thought you had mono, mm-hmm. and your immune system crashed. And then you. So because your immune system crashed, you. Was it a virus that caused your deafness?
1: We don't know if it was. Doctors can't say yes or no to this, but we think it's how my body reacted to the shots. Okay. Not necessarily the shots. Shots caused it. Right. But how my body kind of reacted to it.
0: So something was going on, Mm -hmm. and people didn't know the extent. Okay, so you're in kindergarten, and you've lost your hearing Mm -hmm. in your left ear. Yes. And then what happens after that?
1: Um, It took a while to get into the doctor, so we were kind of just waiting. And I feel like I've, you know, through this whole thing, I've always had the stomach aches and the headaches and leg pain. That's always been. I've always had that. Um, So I think it just kind of started getting worse Everything started coming, I think, around that time when my immune system crashed, some of the more um, symptoms. I think I started getting ulcers that go with my disease that I have um, around 7, I think. Okay.
0: And and so at 7, what were they saying you had?
1: They didn't know. At that time... So when I turned six, it took a while to get into the doctors. We didn't like how they were handling everything. Okay. Um, so we switched to Radies out here. Mm-hmm. Um, so you and, live in Riverside. Mm-hmm. So
0: you're driving yes. down to Radies. Okay. Yeah, we
1: were at Loma Linda, so then we switched to Radies. Okay. Um, and we started seeing my rheumatologist, Dr. Sheets. And he kind of started doing a bunch of blood work, tests. Um, so it was about from the ages, I'd probably like say six to about eight or nine. Of testing and kind of just talking, seeing, figuring everything out. Why did it take so long? It does take a while to diagnose. I've known people who takes multiple way longer than I was. Um, I think because it's not textbook symptoms. Yeah. um, And blood work doesn't necessarily show it. No. So it's kind of hard to see.
0: So what, okay, so it's six to eight. So a few years pass. Mm -hmm. And what are they saying that you have? Bichette's disease. Okay, explain that.
1: It's, um, basically it affects your vascular system, which is your whole body. Mm -hmm. So it can attack basically anything. Is that
0: autoimmune? Mm Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. Bichette's? Bichette's. Bichette's. Yes. Okay. So once that was diagnosed, then what was the plan?
1: Kind of getting that under control. Um, seeing, kind of just testing medications, testing, um... Kind of everything. I think around that time, too, I was diagnosed with fibromyalgia. Um, kind of just with the symptoms that I was having, which were joint pain. I've um, always had ankle pain. Um, knee pain, I think, started coming on as I got older. Mm-hmm. So just joint pain all around. Um, I've always had. So I think we just kind of started testing medication. Um, I believe... So Bichette's can cause ulcers. They look almost like cold sores. Okay. Um, I can get them in my mouth outside. Um, I think you can get them on your hands too, but I don't think I've ever had them. Right. Um, So we did have to try medication to get that under control, which I am on something right now that is helping.
0: So you were diagnosed with Mm Bichette's and then fibromyalgia. Yes. And then... The plan after that was to see what forms of medication Mm -hmm. were going to help. How was the fibromyalgia for you? Because I was diagnosed with that at the beginning, Mm -hmm. but it didn't, I don't, I don't really know what I have, but that was one of the diagnoses. So immediately they put
1: me on Cymbalta. Mm. Um, it was leg pain, joint pain, um, I've always had migraines. I don't remember if they said that the headaches were related to that. Right. Um, Some things, I mean, I was little, so it's kind of just from stories. Right. But um, it was mostly the joint pain. Um, So, knees, ankles, hips, basically everything. Did you
0: find that the medications helped in any way?
1: Um, It was more for the bichettes. As I was, I feel like as I've gotten older, the fibromyalgia has come in more. Um, It wasn't. It was, it was bad then, but it wasn't. It was kind of just like there,
0: if that mm-hmm, makes sense. Mm-hmm. It was
1: b- the bouchette that was really, um, kind of, flaring, basically. Right, and with that, what what was what kind of pain did you have? Um, I stomach pain. I did get migraines. Um, kind of just not feeling good. I'd get ulcers.
0: How did you maintain your life? I mean, this is requiring a lot of doctors, mm-hmm. a lot, and so if you're traveling between Riverside and Radies.
1: Yes, it was hard, um, but we'd, which w- this is what we're starting to do now um, again, we'd schedule all my doctors on one day if we could just go up to San Diego, and in between we'd go to like museums or something fun but educational, yeah. so yeah. I'm not in school But I'm learning in other ways. right? And then the next day, I'd go and present to my class what I had done.
0: How old are you? I'm 13. So you're in the eighth grade? Mm -hmm. I mean, your wisdom and your ability to speak for yourself is (laughs) is pretty remarkable. Thank you. You know that, because most 13s don't talk. (laughs) I'm a 17-year-old boy, and I just get, like, one word out of him. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's pretty amazing. But I have to say that I'm just going to find the spot on here. Well, I, I have it written here. So you were part of um, uh, something at Radis called the Chronic Pain Clinic. Yes. And it was started at the Cleveland Clinic. Mm -hmm. And can you explain what that was like? Because that was a huge sacrifice. Yes,
1: it was. Um, So it's basically a program that is retraining your brain to think of pain differently. So kind of saying, if yes, I'm in pain, but I can push through it type of a thing. Mm -hmm. Um, Kind of... What, how they explain to me is your brain, when you have pain, you stop doing it. so like if walking hurts, you sit down. Mm-hmm. Um, so what they want to do is you walk more to have your brain say, oh, maybe this isn't so bad. Kind of just re get your brain on a different mindset, basically.
0: Okay. So what kind of a sacrifice with this? You had to check in mm-hmm. to this clinic. Yes.
1: So I was there for four weeks. I couldn't leave. Um, during the week, I was there. Um, during the weekends, depending on how the week went, I was able to go out, but... I couldn't, I still had to spend the night there. Like, yeah. I lived there for basically four weeks.
0: And you, your parents
1: were not involved at all? Mm-mm. I had to um, communicate with doctors to my ability. So, if something came up, um, I do get hand rashes around mm-hmm. the same time every year for some reason. We don't know why. Um, that started coming up in the pain clinic. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I did have to communicate with the doctors there, kind of just to say, this is, it's not necessarily my fibromyalgia or. I mean, it could be part of it. We don't know. Mm-hmm. But it is harder when it's a rash to where, like, it hurts to put your hands on
0: things. Mm-hmm. So. But but this clinic was to get you off of all your medications mm-hmm. and for you to be empowered on how to get through the pain because yes. the pain could be so severe in the past mm-hmm. that you couldn't function. Yes.
1: Yeah. In January, um, I was in a wheelchair and wasn't able to walk. Um, I went. I stopped going to school, I think, in February. Um so of this
0: past year, mm-hmm,
1: yeah, 2019. So it, how this recent flare started. That's what kind of how we went into the pain clinic because I was in a flare and it was really really bad, um, and we wanted me to have <clears throat> a good eighth grade year leading up to high school. Yeah. Um. So I, flu season's always been really bad for me. I always catch everything. So it started with um, sinus mm-hmm. infection, I believe, mm-hmm. and then went to strep throat. Went to a cold, then went to flu. Mm-hmm. It's kind of just virus after virus that weakened mm-hmm. me and got yeah. me into the flare,
0: and just kept going. Mm-hmm. And that was it. And then, so your family discovered this clinic, but yes. you prob- you had to prepare to go there because if your medications or anything like mine, you can't just stop them.
1: Mm-mm. Yeah, I was on steroids the month before I went in. Um, <clears throat> I had just weaned off when I went in, so I didn't have to worry about that. Yeah. Um, just being on, i hate being on steroids, but I'm—I'm yeah. I'm on them a lot. Are you so? Are you back on any drugs? I am on some, but they're only for what's needed. It's okay. not um, anything for pain. Right. We—I was on. I can't remember what it—it it was for. It was gabapentin or neurotine. Yeah,
0: I was—I just
1: got off of mm-hmm. gabapentin. It Makes we got, you yes. so tired. Mm-hmm. We got off of that during the pain clinic. Yeah. So right now I'm on three medication I believe and some vitamins
0: yeah that's you and me Mm -hmm. I'm on three I was on four but I'm trying to get off so I'm on Lyrica Cymbalta and Plaquenil are Mm. you on on that because that's for um different autoimmunes
1: Mm -mm. I'm on colchicine um natalol and then um birth control because of kind of just everything yeah and so how are you today I'm better um we are having some issues kind of with other things. They think I have something called um, small, what's it called? I can't think of the name right now. Small
0: fiber sensory yes, Neuropathy. Yes. Because I was diagnosed with that as well. They
1: think I have that. We don't know a lot about it cuz they just mentioned it like last week so we're talking about it with derm tomorrow.
0: So what what is it about what kind of symptoms are you having that they would think you have that? I get
1: a heat rash whenever I'm in the heat. Okay. I I think I've always gotten it. It's just never been super bad. Okay. Showers, I've always hated showers. Really? Um, mhm, they hurt. My, especially if I'm in a flare, they hurt my legs and um, arms and kind of just whole body. Right. Um, which in the Bichette's community, we are a part of some groups that is very common
0: for that. The disease. showering. That's incredible. Mm-hmm. You are so amazing. I mean, <laughs> the strength that you have because everywhere you turn, it seems like something comes up. And, and yeah. just speaking to your mom, you have a heart mm-hmm. issue. It's called SVT. Yes. And so you're dealing with that. That's where your heart races Mm -hmm. to an extraordinary um, beats. Mm -hmm. Like how many beats per minute?
1: Yeah. My heart usually gets up to 300 or over. Um, I've only had three episodes in the past two years, I believe. Um, It started in, I was in the fifth grade. I believe it was May of 2017. Yeah. I got it then. We didn't know what it was, Mm -hmm. Um, but I'm still known in my doctor's office because I walked in at my heart rate almost 300 and was telling paramedics my medical history, everything. There was no classic symptoms of SVT.
0: So is this related to all this other stuff? So, I mean, our systems are compromised Mm -hmm. because
1: we're on immune-suppressant drugs. But is that part of any of this? Um, The cardiologist says no that I could have had it even if I was perfectly healthy. Mm -hmm. Um, But we don't know for sure. We Mm -hmm. kind of think it is, but doctors say it isn't type of a thing. So a couple of things that,
0: two things that really stuck with me from about you. Um, So in this clinic that you went to, you had to intentionally um, aggravate Mm -hmm. your skin so, intentional stimulation by massage or using a rough towel. Yes. Um, it, it's, get, tell me, I, I'm going to tell you how, how that affected me, but mm-hmm. tell me what that did for you. Oh,
1: can you hear that talking? No. Okay. Yes. Um, so, during... I don't know if it's fibromyalgia or the Bichette's part of it. Okay. Um, they do get those really confused, so we don't know if I'm flaring up if it's the fibromyalgia or pochettes because some, they do kind of have the same symptoms and kind of can right. appear yes. the same. Yes. Um, so it is hard to tell, but I can't touch anything. It was to the point where sheets were hurting me. Um, it'd kind of burn and be like an aching feeling on my skin. Um, in the past, noth- no one could touch me, not even my mom. Um, she'd go to rub. We do essential oils, kind of just to help yeah. with everything. Yeah. She'd rub oils on me and that would hurt so much. Um, so
0: their idea was to go in and just hammer you yes. and not back off. Mm-hmm. And how did that work?
1: It worked a lot. It was kind of like I said, kind of telling your brain, this doesn't hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, just getting in that process of the, doing it over and over again. It's the brain. It is. What's the problem
0: with our brain? <laughs> it's
1: the worst. So
0: for me, that's why this was really interesting for me to read because you know i i get all over mm-hmm. body pain when i have a flare up mm-hmm. i mean it's it's like i'm on yeah. my skin is on fire mm-hmm. and my hair falls out and you can't touch like um any of my hair at mm-hmm. all because it's just the follicles are just on fire so what i started to doing was almost like self-mutilation so i started to scratch my forehead mm-hmm. so what i was trying to do is disrupt the pain that I was feeling. And I didn't really know that that's what happening, that's what was happening. Yes. But then I got an infection on my forehead <laughs> and it got in my eye and I'm like, okay, I've got to stop yeah. that. But but that was what I was actually trying to do. Mm-hmm. And like I was recently during my last 4 week flare up that I've just come out of. I was laying on a heating pad. Mm-hmm. I laid on it so long, 5 hours, Oof. that I got blisters on the lower part of my back, mm-hmm. but it almost didn't matter because I'm just trying to mix up and mess yes. up the pain.
1: Mm-hmm. Exactly.
0: Which is what, but it works
1: mm-hmm. for that
0: moment. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it was, I was doing so much physical therapy and occupational therapy, and one of the therapies, um, pool therapy, so we yeah. went and swam. Um, there was so much, the soreness of took over the pain. Right. So it was, I'm a dancer, so I know sore a lot. Because we do so many, so much stretching right. and dance, um, so it was just that soreness that took over, and there was no real
0: pain. I bet dancing is really good for you. Though. It is.
1: That's one of the only sports I can do.
0: I mean, just <clears throat> to stick with it, keep doing it.
1: Yeah, and I've, just I started when I was. Three, I believe. Yeah, and had to take breaks because of my health, but I've always gone back to it. Right, because no. they do say it is good because you do so much stretching and it's cardio.
0: Oh yeah, it's and it everything.
1: Keep keep the brain guessing yes. what's happening next. Exactly.
0: So the other thing that really hit me was talking about it. When the, originally the name of this show was going to be "How You Doing? How You Doing?" Um, yes. and the reason it was. Because when people ask me that, I never wanted to say that I'm feeling good mm-hmm. if I'm really feeling good because I didn't want to jinx myself because tomorrow I could be feeling really bad. Yeah. So talking about it really isn't, as much as we're doing it, really, it's really hard to do that. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. My mom has always pushed to be open, to be confident about it. Um, not to think that something's wrong with you. I mean, obviously there is something in the body, but it shouldn't necessarily define you. You shouldn't yeah. look at that person and be like, oh, she has this type of a thing. So I've always been super open to talk about it. That's incredible. Yeah. Because
0: that's, that's, that is key, I think, to your healing mm-hmm. instead of keeping it in and, and, and sharing it with us yes. because that's what, what we're trying to do here mm-hmm. with this
1: podcast. Yeah, I do. Um, I actually just did it. I do a presentation in my class just to bring awareness about everything. And this time I had to do it three times because I have multiple classes Yeah, um, as you get older. How did so, that feel? The first one I was nervous because I haven't done it since fifth grade because I missed all of sixth and half of seventh grade. Um, So I haven't done it in a while. So I was kind of nervous, not because I'm sharing everything, just because, you know, talking in Standing front of people. Standing up in front mm-hmm. of
0: especially your peers.
1: Yeah, but once I got... Through the first one, I was perfectly fine okay. through the rest.
0: And how have your friends been?
1: They knew, like two of my close friends knew about it. Um, obviously not to the extent, but they knew yeah. I had it. Um, but other people didn't, unless they were from last year. My teachers would kind of say, oh, she has an illness. Because, right. um, I mean, I kind of just disappeared in the middle of the year.
0: But did it help you with your friendships and with your friends at school? Did it help them? Did it give them empathy Towards you?
1: Kind of. I've, <clears throat> honestly, it hasn't really, I haven't noticed too much, but they have known, it, known about it for a little bit. Yeah. Especially, I mean, I kind of just went out um, through last year. So, I mean, I kind of, through my close friends, I kind of had to tell them um, because I kind of just disappeared. Yeah.
0: But I think the good thing and the thing that you're doing that's right with this whole program that you've done, because I think the hardest part when you have these illnesses is trying to figure out how to keep going because Mm -hmm. you're in so much pain. Yes, You get your mind is just can Mm -hmm. be bad. Yes, It can say bad things when you're feeling bad. And I think your mom has done such a great job with you because it's getting up and keep moving Mm -hmm. and not sitting back and succumbing to how you feel.
1: That's the biggest thing I think we do um, post on Facebook. I do have a page. Um, that was people's biggest thing is we're posting about how I'm not feeling good, but then the next post might be a, of us at Disneyland. Mm-hmm. But like if you're, if you're sick, why aren't you at home? Right. We've always, you know, try to make when I'm better feeling like I'm a good day. Um, we'd go out like just see people. Yeah. Make it a great day. Mm-hmm. Exactly.
0: Make it a really great day. Yeah. So do you still have setbacks and where you have to be in a
1: wheelchair? Um, not since the pain clinic. Yeah. Um, we did have to buy a wheelchair right now. It's hidden from us. Yeah. Um, because I mean, I haven't needed it, but we don't want it to be an option right now unless it's absolutely needed. Um, but since the pain clinic, I've been good with joint pain. It's Mm -hmm. just little things that have been coming up, but.
0: So your health right now is is, good.
1: It's pretty good. Um, there always is going to be something. Um, I feel like it can never be just. (laughs) good <laughs> I
0: know What about your diet? Has food played a role in any of this?
1: Um, I've always been a, not allergic. I've always had intolerances. I can't eat a lot. Um, I do cheat a lot though and it definitely does affect me. So when I'm on like a clean diet and then cheat, it affects me more than you
0: feel it mm-hmm. So you're gluten-free.
1: gluten- free I can't have fructose, dairy, soy, um, eggs, and I believe that's it.
0: So I am three weeks into being a vegan. Mm. It's a major commitment. Yes. And I keep eating the same thing <laughs> over and over again. It's the same tortilla with cream cheese. That's not really cream <laughs> cheese and an avocado. <laughs> and I'm so sick of it. Um, but I'm trying that, mm-hmm. you know, just like you went to that clinic. You, you get to a point where you have to try everything.
1: Yes. Um, and that's where I get to the point. Actually, in January, we're starting a keto diet. Um, we've done it in the past, but it's it is kind of hard to stick with it. Basically, you no know, carbs, sugar, kind of just fats. fats and proteins. Yeah, um, I could be a vegetarian. I'm not a huge meat person. I do eat chicken, but that's really it. So,
0: so. why are you doing the keto diet? Because that's red meats, right? Do you eat red red not meat? Not a lot. Because that's um, very inflammatory.
1: Yes, not a lot. Um, but it is good because it eliminates sugar. Um, and that can affect the body so much. So it's kind of the diet that I need to be on. No sugar. No sugar, no preservatives, nothing. And, kind of just a But carbs diet.
0: too, right? Mm-hmm. No carbs?
1: No carbs, yeah. I can't yeah. gluten. So
0: have you met other young people that have autoimmune? Yes. So you have a page.
1: Um. Yes. They're not... I know a 19-year-old right now um, who has the same as me, Bichette's disease. Yeah. Um, and we've been talking a lot because she has kind of experienced a little bit more because she's older. Mm-hmm. So if I'm going through something, I'll ask her, hey, have you experienced this before? And yeah. we'll kind of just like share stories basically. It, and that helps so much.
0: Oh, it, I, it has to help. Because mm-hmm. you can't feel like you're the only one. Yeah. And then once you start talking, you realize there are so many people. Yeah.
1: Because, you
0: know, you and I could be out there walking around looking mm-hmm. perfectly healthy and yes. normal, and people have no clue what goes on or what can go on.
1: That's the thing is we look normal.
0: Yeah. But we're really not. No, and you can't and that's and that's where the judgment yes. stops. You can't mm-hmm. and that that's a lesson for us too, to not judge people. Mm-hmm. Because you never exactly. know. Yeah. You never know.
1: Yeah. Um I had a partner patient in the pain clinic with me, so it wasn't just me. Yeah. Um, she has I can't remember exactly what she has, but I believe it was autoimmune. Um it came I think a couple months. Almost a year before she went in. So she did have a shorter experience. But she is also gluten-free. She has a strict diet. So we kind of had to, we bonded over that kind of like the sucky things we have to eat.
0: Just know <laughs> that we're in this <laughs> when it, the vegan thing is very interesting. My
1: stepmom's vegan right now. Yeah. She can't eat. All that stuff is affecting her.
0: Well, there's a, there's a documentary on Netflix called The Game Changer. Yeah, I think I'd, I've heard of that. Yeah, we'll watch it. <clears throat> Because that's what did it for me. Mm -hmm. I knew that I had to try this being a vegan. Yeah, but my thought of a vegan was, oh my God, this wafy runner who's (laughs) who's starving. (laughs) You know, I'll admit to the starving part because I'm hungry all the time. Mm -hmm. However, um, it's not necessarily true. So watch the game changer. Yes, I will. It's because my daughter, who just turned twenty, watched it at school, Mm -hmm. and all the guys in in the fraternity are now vegans. <laughs> it's so impactful. So not that you have to go vegan, mm-hmm. but it's something, something to think about. Yeah.
1: There was this documentary. I can't remember what it was called, but it was about the keto diet. It's kind of what my, cause my mom is researching it for her health as well. Right. Um, that's kind of the diet she needs to be on too. Um, and that was kind of the things that they were making. It wasn't necessarily, um, like you're starving yourself. There's so many other things that you can do. Yeah, when well, you can, when you can eat fats, yeah, you're not going to starve. Yeah, because I'm. I love fruits and vegetables. I love salads. I love avocados. I love all that stuff. So it's a pretty easy thing for me, except the sugar. But.
0: Welcome to veganhood.
1: <laughs> that's join, what my mom Please said. join me in this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, my mom. I could be vegetarian, but I couldn't be full because that's all soy-based, and I can't have soy. Yeah. So I'd always a lot have to have a little bit. I had. I I would have to have another source of protein.
0: Beans. Yes. My girlfriend who is is a vegan, she's like eat beans yes. almost at every meal. I'm like, "Oh my god." <laughs> so I had garba- I've had garbanzo beans now garbanzo beans. for four meals in the last two days. <laughs> so, I have to get a little bit more creative. Yes. Well, I I am so impressed by you. I mean, honestly, you're just just the way you carry you're 13, mm-hmm. right?
1: Yeah. I turn 14 next
0: month. I mean' it's, it's really incredible and, and I'm sorry that you have to experience what you've experienced. Mm-hmm. I mean that's got to be so hard for your mom and for you yes. to be on this journey, especially when you have to wait so long for a diagnosis.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, but it's really about connecting with the right doctor.
1: Yes exactly. somebody
0: who't who um, who's open-minded mm-hmm. to a lot of different possibilities.: That's
1: how my immunologist is. Um, Dr. Hoffman at Radies, we do see him, um, and he's... So I am on IVIG. Um, I don't know if you know what no. that is. It's, it's really scientific. I don't know exactly how to explain it. Um, but basically the part of my immune system that fights off viruses and builds that like immune part yeah, to it yeah. doesn't work. Uh-huh. So there's nothing in there. So I just keep catching everything. So basically I've, um, what's it called? Um, immunoglobulin deficiency. So I have to get immunoglobulins, um, every other week. And that is shown to help people with Bichette's disease. It can help the disease and then also the deficiency. And, um, with the what is it? The small cell, small yeah.
0: sensory fiber neuropathy. Yeah, whatever that's called. Yeah, um,
1: it can help that too. It's known to be treated with that IVIG.
0: So I'm looking at you, and you're you are so articulate, and you are going to be an amazing voice. Thank I mean, you. you have to, you know, when you're feeling like crap, mm-hmm. you, and, but then you come out, and you have some clarity. You have to think about okay, what am I going to do? Yes. I have to. I have to be the voice of this terrible thing, Mm -hmm. things, because you have multiple things that I've been dealt with. So you have to use your voice Mm -hmm. and help others. And I think that's super important. And I'm sorry that at such a young age, you've had so much suffering because you have.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's kind of just a norm now. I I mean, I hate to say it, but... That's all I've really dealt with as a kid. So it's nothing. It's not like I went my whole life and then boom, it happened. It's 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 just always been there. Your
0: memory is that of always Mm -hmm. having something going on. Exactly. Well, hopefully, hopefully things will start to settle down, especially with your new focus on how to get through pain Mm -hmm. because that's big and to keep persevering. Mm -hmm. And I say that out loud because I have to do the same. You forget when you're in the middle of it just Mm -hmm. to keep moving yes keep going yeah and hopefully there'll there will be more research Mm -hmm. into these things so that we can all feel better without all of these drugs that we take that Mm -hmm. have so many side effects that almost uh
1: make it worse make it worse Mm -hmm. that's how some of my medication in the past where it was it was helping but the side effects were overruling the helping part of
0: it yeah it, well, especially because you're taking multiple. Mm-hmm. And if so they some all have crossed
1: together to yeah. make it just like
0: But if they yeah. all have the same side effects, you're screwed. Yes. Because so many of them do. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was I'm like a 90-year-old woman. <laughs> I can't stay awake. And it's not like, oh, she's tired. I cannot stay awake.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, I fight it and my kids are like, God, you are just what is your problem? I'm like, look, you tried taking some of this crap. <laughs> I mean, it's serious. Mm-hmm. And like I've told now, I have dry mouth that's so bad. Um, and so we don't know if I have Sjogren's. So I have to go get a biopsy to, of my salivary gland, which I haven't done, which I need to do to get a final diagnosis mm-hmm. on that. But you know, I've been diagnosed with all the same, not bichettes, but you know, fibromyalgia, yes. small sensor fiber neuropathy, Sjogren's. It just, I don't know. Mm-hmm. We just want to feel good. Yes. So you're an amazing voice and thank you so much for driving all the way from Riverside yes, of course. to this mystery person. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, you, you're, the article spoke to me in so many ways. Um, and it validated some of the things, some yes. of the crazy things that I was doing. Mm-hmm. So it's not in my head. It's yeah, just, exactly. it is what it
1: is. So that was kind of the whole point of doing all this is to, um, people who see it be like, Oh, I'm not the only one dealing with this.
0: Keep using your voice. Mm-hmm. You have an amazing voice. Keep using it. Thank Keep you talking about it i saw your project that you did for school it was unbelievable and you know stuff happens to young people Mm -hmm. and if you can make your class aware that life isn't always perfect for everybody i think it's an amazing thing Mm -hmm. so thank you for for being here and for be a part of this everybody has shit (laughs) of course (laughs)